in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray. We pray, O Holy Ghost. 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 In Jesus' name, that you speak to us and you minister to us. We ask for understanding hearts and we ask for listening hearts in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We want to thank God and we want to bless God. This afternoon, um, we want to, I want to share something with you as the Spirit of God has given to me. And it is all about destroying the works of the devil. Destroying the works of the devil. You know, many people are happy to receive blessings from God. They just come, God, give me, give me, give me. Yes, it's good. But remember that after you have received the blessing, there is somebody that wants to destroy it. There is somebody that wants you not even to get the blessing in the first place. But if God should give it to you, there is somebody that wants to destroy it. Let us look at the scripture in 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. 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 1 John chapter 3 verse 8. He says, He who sins is of the devil. He who sins is of the devil. Remember, see the word there. It's not, it's not one sin. It's not talking about, so when the Bible talks about sin, just sin, it's talking about the original sin we inherited from Adam with Jesus Christ. Our Lord has come to deal with it through death on the cross. But though that one has been dealt with and we have the righteousness of God, we still find ourselves sinning. And that's why I say, he who sins is of the devil. That is, he who makes a practice of sinning. Not that you mind, because we, we all make mistakes. And the mistake makes the mark. So it's a sin. But he who sins, and or this one is trying to say, he who makes a practice of sinning. There are some people who are, the Bible calls it in Psalm 1, it says, Blessed is the man who, are, who does not walk, nor sit, nor stand. So when you make it a practice, then it's a different thing. For somebody who genuinely makes a mistake, you run to God, He forgives you. He says, Rejoice not over me, my enemy, when I fall. I shall what? Rise up. Seven times I'll rise up. That's for the person that does it unconsciously sin. Or even, you know, they make a mistake. They realize the Holy Ghost grips them. Anyways, it says, He who sins is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, for this purpose, listen, because the devil has sinned from the beginning. Say for this purpose, the Son of God was, was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. But remember, he started off that he who sins is of the devil. He was talking about human beings. Then he said that the devil has sinned. So the devil has his sins. They are, what, what he does that makes him the devil is called the sins of the devil. He sinned and he's still doing it. See, he sinned from the beginning and that has been his nature. So when you find yourself doing the things that makes the devil the devil, 
then you too you are of the devil. That is why the, I'm not saying read it there. First John, he who sins is of the devil. If you read the NLT version, it says, but people who keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil. That is the, that's the actual meaning. NLT version. It says, people who, but people who keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil who has been sinning since the beginning. But the son of man, that's Jesus Christ. That's one of the titles, how he, he referred himself because he had, be, he, he had been begotten. He had become flesh. He had become man. So he calls himself the son of man. The son of man, but he was also the son of God. The son of man, came to destroy the works of the devil. My goodness. So that means that God wants to destroy the works of those who are acting like devils. Yes. There are some things that you do, it makes you a devil as a human being. He who sins. So what are the sins? The sins are the practice, the practices. You know, when somebody walks or is standing or is sitting in in, 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 in the sins of the devil. In the sins of the devil. And you know, one of the sins of the devil was lying. He, he was a liar from the beginning. Jesus Christ himself said, he lied to the angels, deceived them to follow him. He thought he was something. He left his position that he was given. He didn't, he didn't appreciate it. And he left. You know, many people don't appreciate their position. A, a woman like Vashti, she, she did not appreciate her position. And she was scared of Pride came just like just like Satan. So Satan has got what makes him Satan, and is the sins the sins of Satan. These are the things that make him Satan. These are and Jesus said, "I came to destroy those works, and you will find those works in human beings." That's why I said, "But but when is a then not the pastor has put it there said, but when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil." That is why Jesus could say, one of you is the devil. Why? Because he could identify the behavior that of the devil, the sins of the devil. You could identify that Judas was doing the same thing. Judas was doing the same thing. That's why he could just identify, say, no, I'm dealing with the devil here. But he was talking to a human being. I'm dealing with the devil here, but he was talking to a human being. Please. Time has come for us to open our eyes so that the works of the devil will be destroyed. The works of the devil will be destroyed in our lives. And if you are being used by the devil, you need to ask God to break you out of it. He, but when people keep on sinning, it shows. It shows. They, have, they, are, now work, they are not working in the character of Christ. They are not walking in, 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 the, in the fruit of the Spirit. They are walking outside the character and nature of Jesus Christ. They are not walking in love. They are walking in, in pride, in arrogance. They are walking in the sins of Satan. One of it which is lying. And then the other one which I want to concentrate about today is the, the sins, one of the sins of Satan. What he did that made him the devil. So that when you see anybody practicing that thing, don't joke with it. You are dealing with the devil. He's sinning, and he said, he's, a, he's, you know, he's, he's become a devil. Is the sin of separatism. When you become a separatist, when you want to pull away, when you want to become independent prematurely. So, what is, what is this terrible sin that the devil did? The Bible says that, and there was war in heaven. There was what? War in heaven. 
Because an angel, a created being, who did not appreciate his position, but became proud and lied and tried to deceive. You know, he had a lot of things that he was doing that made him a devil. And I, I'm just picking one because of time. But one of the things that he also does is that he gathers people to war against authority. He gathers people to war against authority. And that led to separatism. That led to separatism. So he was cast out. He was separated. The Bible says in Jude 19 that these are they who separate themselves, having not the spirit. Having not the spirit. So whenever you see people trying to separate themselves from God, it is the work of the devil. And Jesus said he came to destroy it. So allow it to be destroyed in life. Don't joke with it. You are dealing with Satan here. <coughs> it's not a joke at all. I'm telling you. It's about your salvation. Look at the angels that followed him. Look at their estate now. The Bible says in the same Jew that they have been bound. Is that what you want? To lose your salvation? To be deceived? Because you joined the wrong crowd. You know when the prophetess was, was giving exhortation? Yeah, some of us, we joined the wrong crowds. We are simple-minded, like, like the, the people that followed, that followed um, Absalom. The Bible says that Absalom gathered 200 simple-minded people. Ignorance. Ignorance. Do you know what it takes to be God? Do you know what it takes to be God? And you, you a created being. The little post you have walking uh, on the coals of fire in the presence of God, you think that now you too can become God? Hey, let's take it easy. Let's take it easy. Let's take it easy. I tell you, let's take it easy. So, what does it mean to have a devil in our midst? It means to have a separatist in your life. Somebody that wants to separate you from your husband. Somebody that wants to separate you from your, your job. Somebody that wants to separate you from your church. Somebody that wants to separate you from... You have a separatist. It's a devil. Be careful. And notice, this is wisdom. Separatism is perhaps his favorite activity. Yeah. He wants to separate you from God. He wants to separate you from God. He wants you to say, yes, be separate. You don't need the church anymore. You don't need the pastor anymore. You don't need the man of God anymore. Well, who are they? I don't need to be part of the women's fellowship. I don't need to pay my dues. I don't need to do honor thy prophet. I don't need to join online services. I don't need, uh, in fact, right now I'm going, I'm leaving. I'm, yes. You know what? The works of the devil. Separatism. Whenever those thoughts come into your mind, we are, we are dealing with the devil here. You must cast it out. That's why the Bible says that you must bring all such things under the obedience of Christ Jesus. Bringing them, bring them captive and capture it. And say, you, you have, I, I, I can identify you. The problem we have is that many of us cannot discern and know when these things come to us. It can come through a friend. It can come through a colleague. It can come through a church member. It can come through somebody who has already left a separatist. Who wants you to also become a separatist? So, when those ideas, be separate, be independent, be your own man, you have your own mind, why should you let them tell you what to do? All those sort of thinking, you know, it shows the wisdom by which you are, you are, you are, you are, you are so what is, you know, wisdom basically is your way of thinking. That, that's how I've come to understand wisdom. It's your way of thinking. 
and your way of thinking is influenced by the devil or by, by God. That is why Jesus, he could identify Peter. How dare you? This is not Peter. This is the devil. This is the enemy. This is the enemy talking. So he, says, so he said, he didn't say Peter. He said, get thee behind me, Satan. You and I. You know what our problem is? We can't identify this evil Satan when he's there. When he's there in our mind, we can't identify Satan. We can't identify Satan when he's there. When he's there in our minds. We can't identify Satan at all. So, I want you to understand this, my brothers and my sisters. That when you have those thoughts of being separate, you want to take a break, you want to do this, all those things, it's not from God. And, and you know, you, you, you separate yourself from the rest of the group, not trying, not being part of the group, not fellowshipping. It's a satanic maneuver. When you start doing that, it's a satanic. And you know, why is it separatism bad? So separatism is bad because separatism is very disruptive. When people pull away, you know, when a baby is in the womb, and the baby decides to say, I want to come out now, I'm independent, I'm ready to come out, when it's not yet nine months. So the baby comes out. What happens to the baby? The baby dies. It's just a matter of once you come out, you can't survive, you die. But it's not just the baby that is affected. The mother too becomes affected. The mother becomes affected. Because, you know, it's like going through childbirth. The pains and everything emotional side. The mother too is affected. And it takes time for the mother to be healed. So when you pull away, when you see people separatists, people who just like breaking things, destroying churches, there are some people who, whose behavior they are like devils. They are anointed with, this, with some behaviors that destroy churches. God help you if you are a pastor and you come to your church and you are not discerning. God help you. I say God help you. Some of them are strange women. You know the behavior of a strange woman? He said he, they wear whorish attires and they will reduce a man to bread. That is a strange woman. They come hunting for husbands. I only say they come hunting for, they don't want husbands. They just want, they just want to destroy lives. They hop from church to church. Check their history. A whorish woman, a strange woman. Bible talks about strange women. God help you if you're a pastor and they come to your church. You will be deceived by their angelic looking faces. You will be deceived by their nice makeup and mask. You will be deceived by how sweet and melodious their voice sounds when they speak. You even put them on your choir. If grace is not on your side, they will scatter everything. They will sleep around with people. Both men and women, they, some people are anointed with demonic, satanic characters. You know, the sins of the devil, what Satan did to make him a devil, like lying. You see that trait in them. They lie, 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 lie. That will be a constant trait throughout their time in the church. Lies. Number two, sensuality and whorish behavior. You see that there. You see them. One, you, 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 you see a person that he says is a quiet person, but you see them on Facebook dancing to worldly music, doing all sorts of things. They have, they, this is no, separatism and wickedness. Separatism is very disruptive. They are, you know, separatism is, is caused by stages. doesn't just happen one time. So they do these things or help you. I know some people, uh, they have every church they've been to, they've destroyed the church. By the time they leave, they destroy the church. They destroy the church 
and the pastors are never able to rise up again. Yes. But you see, it's not everyone that is pastor by Bible school. Some of us, by the grace of God, by the will of God, we have been called. You can't destroy such a man. No, you can't. You can't. It's not possible. Jesus is building his church. Are you hearing me? Jesus is building his church. So, separatism is a very bad thing. It is very disruptive. Very distracting. So, it is disruptive. One. It is very distracting. Two. These are, these are, I'm giving you three Ds. Separatism is bad because it's one. Disruptive. It just, you can just disrupt the flow of the church. You know, it gets to a point when they are, when, when they are, when they have moved from different levels and stages and ladders of, of their rebellion and their separatism. Before they fully become separate, they get to a state, even their presence is an accusation. Their absence is an accusation. There's always an atmosphere when they are around. There is always some heaviness when they are around. Separatism is very disruptive. When God has given a man of God a vision to win souls, to do this, to do that, is it a bad thing? But when you have Satan in your midst, in the form of that sister, in the form of that brother, who is demonstrating certain behaviors, that makes him a devil. Don't joke with it. Don't joke. And salvation, we won't joke with it. We will not joke with it, I tell you. Because it's not easy. It's not easy. Sister, you try it. Try and just try and gather two people and say, come, come. Like I'm telling you, start the house fellowship. You try it. You see how difficult it is. If God is not with you. So, it's very disruptive. Very distracting. See, they are in the church. They are separatist behavior. See, they are liars. They are sensual people. Quarreling. James chapter 3 verse 16 becomes very clear. They insect people's lives. They always have selfish ambitions. It's not about the church. It's not about the growth of the church. They are not there for that. It's just for their own personal gain. What they can get from the pastor and the anointing. And they want, they want, they want selfish ambition, very envious, very greedy, all sorts of behaviors. It's not about God. It's not about God anymore. So they are distracting. So if you don't take care, you as the pastor, instead of spending your time to be praying, every day you are quenching fires. Because they, they, they always, you know the Bible talks about strange fires. Please put that scripture on. Strange fires. He said, some priests, two, so, some two priests, they went to, they, 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 they offered strange fires on the altar of God. There are some people, there are some women, there are some men, they, 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 they come and they offer strange fires. And it's not acceptable to God. Strange fires. Strange fires. And it's not acceptable to God. Are you listening to what I am saying? It's not acceptable to God. They destroy churches. They destroy churches. They destroy churches. And so you find out you the, the pastor, you don't take care. And, and, and you know, some time ago, some years ago, that is what we were doing. Every, this, 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 um, this, uh, um, Separatists, they didn't come to build anything. They just came to come and destroy, take what they can take and destroy it. Yeah, you, you know, they, I, 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 I remember some of them. I remember them and I, say, I just say, God have mercy. Yeah. Come, we pray for them, they get their contracts, then they, they, they go. 
Then they turn against us. Yes. They, this same person before he, before no say, my husband is this we we will we'll go around and we'll be visiting them we'll be visiting them every day there's a problem between the husband and wife there's a problem between this sister and this sister and there's a problem between this sister and the choir and that sister and the choir this sister has gone to say this and that brother has gone to say this so we have to sit down and then we have to talk about it quenching strange fires distracting us from our goal. They can waste your time. If not physically on the phone, they can, you, you will talk to them and it's just, just the same thing, like a broken record. A broken record. Just repeating the same thing. Because they are not, the spirit that is in them is to destroy. But thank God. Thank God that for this reason, that's why we are anointed. For this reason, because this work of God, you can't do it without anointing. I laugh at people who call themselves pastors and man of God. Today, everybody is preaching on Facebook. Look, Salvation Clinic, our pastors, they are, they are anointed. Our pastors are anointed. Our demons are anointed. That is why. Do you know what it takes for a person to be doing morning devotion, getting up, doing run? Do you know what it takes? You are joking. You are joking. You, you can't touch hey, They are my sons. You can't touch them. Yes. If you, if you want Satan to use you to frustrate them, you better repent. You better repent. I am telling you the truth. I am, because these are great men. These are great men. Great men. Yes. You better repent. Hallelujah. So, he said, and Nabdad and Abu, and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer and put fire therein and put incense thereon and offered strange fire before the Lord. That's what some people do. You are, you are like Nadab and Abihu, offering strange fires to the God. You set certain fires in the church. Set certain fires in the church. And you see, when, when you are ignorant and you don't know that this is the works of the devil that must be destroyed, you follow them in, your, in the simplicity of your mind. In the simplicity of your mind, you follow such, such, such people. Yes. There was a time, there were some people, every fight, and every week there's a fight. I said, no, this is strange fires. What is going on? Then you have to go to the, you have to go to their home, go to their homes, go and talk to them, and still, no change. Strange fires. This is distracting. No, this is separatism. Because all of them, you know what? You know what? Can I tell you? All of them, despite what we poured in and put in, they just, they still left. After trying to destroy the church, they still what? They still left just like that. They left just like that. They left at a time that they know that it's going to destroy the church. But times we go, are we still not standing? Because no man called us and no man can pull us down. With or without, God is faithful. That much I know. That much I know. Separatism is distracting. Distracting. It just distracts us. No. I should be having time to be praying, praying, praying for you, praying for your breakthroughs and other things. Pray for not, not coming to quench your strange fires. That's not my job. I'm not being called to, to, to quench strange fires. And I refuse to make that my job. I have to stay in my calling. Yes. Separatism is very distracting. So I said three days. First is very disruptive. Then it's distracting. Then it's destructive. Yes, very destructive. They destroy churches. Some people learn, I tell you, ah, 
If they come to your church, you know, recently I was watching a certain friend of mine who says he started a church in Ghana. I saw a lot of strange, strange things there. But I, I'm quiet to go. I, I, I can't offer advice. You can't advise somebody that you won't listen. So um, don't tell, don't tell this this person I said anything. Keep quiet. It's like throwing your pearls before swine, or it's like a golden ring in the nose of a of a pig. It's of no use. Some of you, you just listen, and that's how you behave. But Separatism is very destructive. It's very destructive. I know, I, uh, at least I know in other short Fambra areas, there are some group of people. And you know, it's like sometimes it is, it's, it's sort of linked to nationality as well. Because some nationalities, they, 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 they have grown up without any morals. They live in a society where you open your legs from the age of eight years and you can sleep around. HIV is very high in those, those, those places. Yes. And they, 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 they cannot, they, they, you know, they can't settle down in marriage. They, you know, it's like they, there's a trend. It's like there's a generational something on them. And some of them move from churches to churches. Every church they visited, they've been to, they've become members. Don't be fooled by those things. So it takes time for God to really bring the true members. Like now, salvation claim, the true members are now. Yes. And it's, it's nothing new. It's nothing new. Look, if you look in the Bible carefully, the generation that left Egypt with Moses, they all, their bodies were scattered. That's what the Bible says. Because they were, they were, they were separatists. Let me show you. Let me show you a place where, even one place that they 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 they, they showed that behavior. They showed it very well, 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 well. They showed it well, 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 well. Numbers chapter eleven. Let me just quickly go there. Numbers chapter eleven. Numbers chapter eleven, verse one. Numbers chapter eleven, verse one. It says, "Now the people complained. You see, the people complained." The people complained. So you see that when these people are in church, constant complaining. Oh God help you as if you are the pastor and you are not prayerful. The complaining will kill you. Oh, many people have killed pastors, destroyed ministries just through constant complaining, winding, whining, whining. He said the people complain. It displeased God. God is not happy when you complain. And the people complain. It displeased the Lord. And the Lord heard it. Sister, all this whinging and whining and complaining, the way some statements come out of your mouth to show that you don't respect, you don't honor God, you don't honor the people of God, you don't respect the church. All these things God heals. You might think He doesn't hear, but God hears them very well. He displeased the Lord and His anger was aroused. So the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some on the outskirts. Yes. This is how they were killed. They were killed. So that by the time, they, after 40 years, all that generation of unbelieving, whinging, complaining church members, because Moses was a pastor to them, all this, they were all gone. They were all gone, except Joshua and Caleb. So you can have a Joshua and Caleb attitude, and you will be the one that you are going to stay faithful to the church. Faithful and planted well in the church. You know, this morning I was talking to them about faithfulness and loyalty. 
What is faithful? Everybody, it is required of you to be faithful. Everybody, every Christian, not just pastors, every Christian, according to First Corinthians chapter, chapter 4 verse 2, it is required of a steward to be found faithful. Faithfulness means that you are unchanging, you are loyal, you are constant. Doesn't matter the winds that blow, you are still standing upon a solid rock. God can depend upon you. you we, can, we will see you in the fellowship of the brethren. You will be there participating, giving your offerings, giving your tithes, giving your talents. You know, there are some of you in the background that are doing mighty things. Arranging things, arranging things. No. Yes, faithful. Unchanging, it is required. If you are going to change, if you are going to be someone that is prone to change, God cannot use you much. Because you are offended about something, you are not happy about that something, you are not this. There is nothing perfect. There's even there's no perfect church out there. If you don't know. But you can be constant and faithful. It is required. It is required of stewards to be found faithful. God wants us to be faithful. In other words, God wants us to be loyal. And the opposite of loyalty is somebody that is prone to change. Satan, you, he was Lucifer in heaven. Suddenly, he, he, he wants to be something else. He changed and he became something else. And became the Lucifer that we know. He was given to change. He was given to change. And, you know, people that Michael, Michael and Gabriel, they were brothers who, they were all of the same ranking. But they have remained unchanged. They have remained constant. When I say they have remained constant, their attitude, their behavior, their, their loyalty to God has been constant. They have decided that this is God and that is it. This is our church and that is it. God is our pastor and that is it. They have decided it. They are not looking out somewhere to see if there's a greener grounds out somewhere. They are not. No, 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 no. They are not doing any of those things. And they made it very clear to the one that decided to stay out of position, to stay out of their rank. We will not have, we will not, you cannot be our friend. You cannot be our friend. Some of you, you think you are too wise. You, are, you think that the pastor is bad. The pastor and the wife are very bad. That's why these people have left. That's what you have been thinking in your head. God forgive you. People are wicked. That is why they leave. People are satanic. People begin to walk in the behavior and attitude of Satan. That is why they live. That's why they become separatists. It is wickedness on their part. Not because anybody has done anything. You, how you know us? How you know us is the same way we know other people. Those, even those who have left. Even we have done even more for those who have left than some of you. When to the extent that sometimes if we go to the courtroom, sit there, use our own petrol, we will go and sit there, we are writing letters, we are calling lawyers, we are fasting for you, we, we do all these things, but look at them, those, the one that much was given to them, they don't even do it because they are separate. And it's normal, I told you that it is normal. If you know that the way the things of God works, that, that, that generation must go. They must, their bodies must be scattered all along the deserts. Their bodies must be scattered on. And only the Joshua's and the Caliphs will stay. Unchanging. They are like Michael and a -A -A Gabriel. They, they are faithful to God. And they will fight any Lucifer that wants to do stupid things. They will fight him. The Bible says, and war broke up. Because everywhere these people are, war breaks up. Confusion breaks up. Strife breaks up. There is tension. Always in the women's ministry, in the men's ministry. This one has done this. War breaks up. 
and the, the brothers, the, the Gabriels and the Michaels must arise and fight for God. You must, you must be the one that must arise and fight for your pastor. This is warfare, spiritual warfare. This is, these are things that kill churches. You must arise. I'm not trying to you know, be in a, an, an alliance with the, with, with the person that has, through their actions, said, I've lost confidence in you. You don't need to tell me you've lost confidence in me. Your actions can tell me. It is enough. Because you are talking to a wise person, a sensible person. So you don't need to say a lot. Actions will speak better. Actions will speak better. Hallelujah. I hope somebody is getting blessed. Somebody is getting blessed. So listen, he says, he says now the people complain and it displeased the Lord. For he heard it and his anger was aroused. The people cried to Moses and, and, and when Moses prayed to the Lord, the fire was quenched. See? And the place was called Tabira because of the fire. Now, listen to the verse 4. Now, the mixed multitude who were among them yielded to intense craving. Uh-huh. So, within the Israelites, there were mixed multitudes. Within the church, there is always mixed multitude. They appear to be part of us, but they are not really part of us. That's why the Bible says that. They were not of us because if they were of us, if they were of us, they would not have left us. Mixed multitudes, mixed multitudes. Do you know who the mixed multitudes were? They were the people that were not Israelites, but because the Israelites were living, they joined them. They appear to be Christians, but really they are not Christians. They have the mannerisms of Christians, but they are not Christians. Hallelujah. They have the mannerisms of Christians, but they are not Christians. Amen. They have the mannerisms of Christians, but they are... Pastor, read it for me. Calvin verse 4. I read. And the mixed multitude that was among them fell and lasting. And the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? Amen. The mixed multitude, they did what? They yielded to intense craving. Yes, that is why you, you see them, they will be in church. They yield to the intense craving of sleeping and having sex, though they are not married. They will yield, they will yield to that intense craving. So they will be in church and they have boyfriends. They will let their boyfriends come and stay in their homes and they'll be hiding and they'll be telling, oh, don't tell pastor this, don't do this. They go to parties. You see some of them, they dress like prostitutes, strange, horish women. Amen. Strange. They yield to the intense craving of alcoholism. They yield to it. Mixed multitude. They just came so that they would destroy. They destroyed the ministry of Moses. Because of them, Moses couldn't go to the promised land. Because it was too much for the man. That God said, don't strike the rock. Just speak to the rock. And the guy out of anger, out of frustration, he struck the rock. And God did answer him, but God punished him. Because he said, at this level of ministry, you can't make such mistakes. He said, oh yeah, come and die and go. Give that thing to Joshua. This is what these people do. Mixed multitudes. They destroy churches. First class church destroyers. First class church destroyers. Ah, mixed multitudes. Mixed multitudes. People who, you know, it's like you preach and the word doesn't enter them. They are mixed multitudes. 
Always complaining, always whinging. Oh, Pastor, I've got a problem. Pastor, I've got this. Pastor, God. Next morning, you see, when a genuine, genuine person, a Caleb or a Joshua, you, you can tell the difference Joshua and Caleb. And, you know, you are helping them in prayer. They tell you what is going on. It's a different atmosphere. It's a feeling. It's a fellowship. It's like, you know, you are enjoying time with your family. But the miss multitude, they, you, they always make you have a feeling as if, mm, you're a bad person. Mm. You're, not, you're, you're not anointed. Mm. Why did you bring us here to, to kill me? Uh, they make it look as if your prayers is not effective enough. Yet, you see that the Joshua's and the Caleb's are benefiting, but they can never benefit. It, they make it look as if oh, the pastor is not, is not anointed. That is how they make it look. But go and examine their lives. You'll be shocked what, 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 what comes out of their process. They went a warring and they said they started crying. Read it for me. Continue. Verse, verse 11. Verse 4. I continue. And the mixed multitude that was among them fell a lasting, and the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? We remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely. Those people always they always they have a story. You know, when I was with them, they have strange women, how many men they've they've destroyed. Please find that scripture about strange women, the horish women. Who slays men and turns men into bread? Yeah. When I was with this man, this was so so. Every day they have a history of destroying men, destroying marriages, destroying churches, destroying. Com- when they come to your company, God help you. Recently, one of such strange person went went into uh, a certain son of mine, their company. Yeah. And wanted to create trouble for, 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 for this. And this is the person that helped you to even get the job. Wanted to create trouble. Strange. It's very strange, I tell you. It's amazing. It's very amazing. How, you know, this makes multitudes. They, they remember the fish which they ate freely in Egypt. The cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions and the garlic. That means everything they owe, we remember Remember how you supposed to do this. Remember, we do this. Nothing is of the, of the thing. Say, now we only have manna. What is manna? The word of God. But they despise it. They despise the teaching. They despise the preaching. What is this manna? Manna means, what is this? And this, what is this preaching? What, I mean, how, can, can I pay my bills with, with preaching? Can I do this? This is how they talk. Separatism is very 3Ds. It is very disruptive, disruptive, eh? disruptive, very distracting, and very destructive. Separatism. That's why we cannot joke with separatism anymore, and we have to deal with it. The Bible says in Jude 19, these be they that separate themselves. These be they that, that, that separate themselves, and they are without a spirit. They, I can do without you, and you can do without me attitude. It's, it's a deception of the devil. And separatism is the reason why small, small things, small churches can't grow and still remain small. It's because of this separatism. 
That is why. So this time around, I want everybody to be an anti-separatist and fight anybody that wants to destroy uh, something that is small that wants to grow big. Destroy them. We must take your deal with the devil. If you don't have that attitude, please, you, you cannot be my child. You cannot be my child. You can't call yourself my child. That there is a fight in the house and you are beating your father. You are killing your father and you are there watching TV. Or you are there ganging up and playing with the person that wants to cut my head off with the machete. No, 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 no. Everybody must rise up. You see, I'm not teaching you anything anti-biblical. Don't say that this is too much, this is too harsh. Because when war broke up in heaven, it was, it was fellow brothers like Michael and Gabriel that arose with the other angels and said, no, Lucifer, you and your, we can't allow you to be here anymore. It's not, yes, yeah, so you must arise and fight for your, for your pastor. The, the angels who arose and fought for God. Don't tell me that, oh, oh, uh, eh, eh, somebody that has left the church. Somebody that has left the church in a very disgraceful, disrupting, distracting way. Doesn't matter what excuse they give. At the end of the day, all that they are saying is that we have lost confidence in you. That is all. That is, that is the day. And they, they think they know better. They think they, you see, all these things, it will become light to you. It's just a few, some, some has become light now. We've seen the reasons. I remember one time we had uh, we were having a, a service. There were a lot of people there, and then I think it was a dinner or something. I don't remember exactly, but I I know what I remember very clearly. So the Holy Spirit showed me something, and whilst I was at the front, because there were a lot of people there, whilst I was at the front talking, I saw this gentleman. And somebody that was in the church at that time, they were playing table tennis. Meaning that what I was saying is foolishness. They, they, are, they are better. They, you know, they are better. But at that time, it just struck me as odd. But now it has become very real to me. Because that guy, later on I heard that when he came to the church, he, he came because, he, you know, he, somebody invited him and the wife to the church. And he came, he was collecting people's numbers and doing all sorts of things to call them to go to because unbeknown to me, he wanted to start a church. He did start the church. Even went round to some of the church members, telling them that, oh, I'm using the spirit of intelligentsia. This is somebody that even when this person was, you know, was moving home, I used my car personally. And I became a van, uh, a van what? Uh, uh, a van remover. And I went to carry things for this person, a whole pastor like me, with, with British passport and everything. This is why I tell you, it is very distracting. When I'm talking, I'm not talking theory. This is somebody, I've been there for this person. I even saw one of their prayer requests recently. This person wanted a council home. Today, that prayer, it was answered a long year. Did he, that, no, he repaid evil good with evil. Went around telling people that I am using spirit of intelligentsia. I don't know what that is. I don't even know. No accusations, strange accusations. What is the spirit of intelligentsia? That means that when we are praying, we tell you, say after me, in the name of Jesus. So when we do that, it means that we are using a spirit called intelligentsia spirit. No, and we are not of God. But you, this same person, you were doing that. And, and at that time, it wasn't a problem. 
See, so now it has become real because this person has started trying to a church and it, it has amounted to nothing. Today there's no church. There is nothing. It's just they've just become random Facebook preachers preaching nonsense and foolishness. They come and watch our videos just to preach. They don't have any message. God hasn't given them any message. They don't have a mission statement. There's nothing that is driving them. And they get other fellow Jezebels and disappointed, discontented people to, to, to sometimes come in and spare them on in their foolishness. Like Absalom. Getting simple-minded people to follow. 200 of them they were following in their ignorance. So that was one of them. He started. The other two stayed around, stayed around. But is that person, he, too, he, he left. Just like that. Yeah. And I remember that image very clearly. See, they were hiding. They thought that it was in the background. When speeches were going on and people were talking, they, they, oh, what are you guys? They were playing table tennis. I had to go and stop it. Yeah. I had to go and stop it. Very destructive. Sometimes people are disloyal through their ignorance. Second, second Samuel 15 verse 11. He said, yeah, pastor has been there. Whoever rewards evil for good, evil will not depart from your house. Yes. It's not a case. It's in the Bible. So, you are the Joshua, so you are the Caleb's. And I want you to be people that are zealous. Check how Joshua was very zealous for David, uh, for, for, for Moses. Yes, very, a very zealous, and he was always around. He was one of the boys, always around. Send me, I'll go, do this, I'll do this. Hey, what I always around. That No wonder the anointing came upon him. And Absalom went, 200 men invited from Jerusalem. Absalom went with 200 men from Jerusalem. And they went along innocently, and they did not know anything. He, he, was, he, was, he was walking about with this crowd. And then the king says, and with Absalom went 200 men of Jerusalem. That, that were called, and they went in their simplicity, and they knew not anything. Ignorance is why you follow a rebel. In the simplicity of your mind, you follow a rebel. Separatists. Look, Jesus is building his church. We must become the Michaels and the Gabriels and fight Lucifer and every Luciferian spirit and drive it out of the church. We will not allow it. Not anymore. Yes. Are you hearing me, somebody? Somebody leaves. You want to be best friends with the person? Is that what Michael and, 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 and Lucifer and, and Gabriel did? So, when they are becoming separatists, it just, it just takes stages. See, I want you to be somebody that is unchanging. Don't be, cha- don't be, don't be, don't be like this to today, 2021, you'll be like this. No, stay focused. This is it. See, the highest form of commitment you can give to your church is like the marital commitment. Otherwise, you are just joking. Otherwise, you are just joking. Nothing much can come out of you. But I have the Joshua's. I know that you are the Joshua. You are the Joshua and you are the killing. You are going to remain committed and you are going to have an allegiance to God through the church. 
and you're going to serve through the church. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 9 and 10. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 9 and 10. Put it on the, on the screen for, for us to, to read it. Hallelujah. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 9 and 10. Give diligence to come shortly unto me, for demons forsook me, and have loved this present world, and went to Thessalonica. Christian. Are you going to be a Demas that will live? Or you stay faithful and loyal? What does faithfulness mean? What does, you know, it's a be diligent to come to me quickly. Yes. A diligent person, a faithful person, always comes quickly when they are called. Not dilly darling, giving excuses, doing all sorts of things. That is, that is a manifestation of disloyalty. Coming up with certain statements. Coming up with certain things. You know. Loyalty is a principal qualification. Loyalty is necessary to build anything small. You cannot build anything. Anytime you put some blocks there, imagine a building, anytime you put some blocks there, then overnight, by the time you come, somebody has come to steal the blocks. The layers, you put maybe three layers. By the time you come, they've come to remove it. You can't build anything like that. You can't build anything like that. So, look, we know, we know about loyalty. We know about the stages of loyalty. We know these are things that manifest in people. These are behaviors. Jesus said, for this reason, the Son of God was made manifest to destroy independent spirits, to destroy those who become offended. They, you know, they are, they, when they become, they, they, they show independent spirits, then they become offended, then they become passive. Then they become critical and political. Yeah. Then they become rebellious and then they execute their rebellion. That's the stages that they go through. The stages that they go through. And some of this is manifested in some of certain behaviors. You know, when, for instance, you constantly disappoint in times of pressure and crisis. You have to, we have to watch this behavior. If, if you are a church member, you are, you are, you are a pastor, you are a leader, that constantly what? Absent themselves because you, you are going through difficult times. Look, everybody has got a difficult time. I'm not here because I don't have difficulties or challenges. No, that's far from it. But I can't disappoint God. I'm here preaching to you. I, if I look at my problems and look at my pressures that are on me now, I, 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 should, I should probably be you know, lying down somewhere with my hands on my head, crying. I know, I can't disappoint God. I'm here, and I must preach and I must preach under the anointing. So I must quench whatever wants to destroy and, and, and make me not feel the, the, you know, the presence of God. Some people, when they are little, little shakings here, when they are little precious in their life, they, they become unfaithful. They change. When God said, I am the Lord God, I change it not. But they, unfaithfulness, this fire, they change. So I'm expecting that we will not disappoint in times of our own personal crisis. No, don't be like that. This is how disloyalty manifests. In, you know, it can also manifest in this way. This, 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 so I can give you an example in the Bible 
in Acts chapter 15, verse 38. Yeah, when things were not going the way John Mark wanted, he and Paul they parted ways. Just left. Yeah. Acts 15, 38. Now, also, it can manifest in this way. See, first one, they are under pressure. Second one, it's not them that are under pressure, but when you, as the leader, the pastors, when you are under pressure, they also disappoint you. Proverbs 25, verse 19. Proverbs 25, verse 19. Proverbs 25, verse 19. 25, verse 19. Confidence, confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth. It's like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. To trust somebody, to say that I, I know that if nobody comes, as this one you come and clean the church. This one will, will, will give their tithes. This one will do. If you place confidence in an unfaithful somebody, somebody that is prone to change, you, you are being foolish. You are being foolish. But you know, it amazes me because despite the pressure that people are under, eh, despite the pressure they have in their homes and in their, and their families, that doesn't stop them from, from going to church, and, uh, say church, from going to work. They will still go to work. As for work, they will go. But they will tell Pastor, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling it at all. They will start giving excuses because of the pressures they go through. But they will go to work, all right. Is the work the one that is giving you life? You know, this morning I was telling them in, in, in the service in Ghana this morning, I was just meditating about sleep, that how God gives his beloved sleep. And a certain high-ranking official in Ghana, who is dead now, he just came into my mind. And the things that this man was planning to do, he had acres of land, started big massive farming projects, his farm was so huge, he can't walk across it. He needed a quad bike to drive up. So he planned to buy more quad bikes. And this man used to work with the human. He had money. One day, he went to work. said, I don't feel, I don't feel well. This is not in Ghana. He was overseas somewhere in the Middle East. And then, he said, I'm not feeling well, I'm not feeling well. And that was it. They took him to the hospital. He died. That was it. I was thinking about it and meditating about it. Because I was wondering, how can you just, when you sleep, you don't even know how to, what happens. And how you wake up is a mystery. So death is when you sleep and your soul is a, you are dreaming what we call dreaming. It's not going to be any longer dream. You step out physically and you'll be acting out. It's, but this time, you will not have the chance to be playing around. They will come and take you either to hell or you go to heaven. That is death. Sleeping and not making a pity. And I was just making, I was thinking that this man, this man, look at his plans. He was planning when I go on retirement, this is what I'll do. When I do this, it is just one step between your life, life and death. Just humble yourself. Humble yourself. Please. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Because it's not the work that you are doing that will keep you. This is what this man didn't know. Some of you, despite whatever pressure you are under, you still go and do your hours. Doesn't matter whether your wife is giving you trouble, your children are giving you trouble, your family is giving you trouble, doesn't matter, you will still go to work. But when it comes to church, 
My wife is saying this, my husband is saying this, my children is this, my father, my mother, my brother, excuses upon excuses, and so you try to. Is it the work that is giving you life or God? Why do you always choose to be unfaithful to God? I don't understand it. Maybe you haven't sat down to know that between you and death is just one step. You can one day say, even tomorrow you can say, God forbid. I have to say, God forbid. Oh, these lips are anointed. It's not going to happen to anybody. It's just an example. If you can get up tomorrow and say, I'm going to work, and that is it. You could get an accident and die. Some of you have had near misses. What do you think saved you? Was it your work? You would have easily been replaced. But yet we choose to be unfaithful to God, unfaithful to the things of God. Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. Yes. And then you have to watch, you know, you know people who are disloyal, so most of them have moral weaknesses. Persistent moral weaknesses. Persistent moral When I say moral weakness, it can be lying untrustworthiness, stealing, don't pay your tithes, don't do this, you know, all, all these things, moral weaknesses, that's how you can detect this is a work of the devil, it must be destroyed in you. You must financial weaknesses, financial weaknesses, Financial weakness. Constant financial weaknesses. It, it can make you prone to become disloyal to God. Because instead of being in the house, you say, oh, I need to pay my debt. I need to pay this. I need to pay that. I need to pay that. And you find yourself, take it easy, sister. Take it easy. If you die right now, the debt, that is it. What will happen will happen. But God, if you, if you honor God, He will help you. Help you, brother. Take it easy. People who are worldly, see, so worldly in their dressing. Please, did you find a scripture for the horish strange woman? So worldly, they put ankle chains, they put one person. How many earrings do you want in one year? This, this is one year. Wow, how many earrings do you want? Strange makeup, strange colors, strange hairs. Where are you going with all these things? Please, no worldliness. When a person is prone to disloyalty, worldliness will be very key in them. Very worldly. Very, they love worldly music. You should, you should see them on Facebook. You should see them on social media. They are not even ashamed. What the, the Bible says that what they should supposed to be ashamed of, they rather glory in it. Dancing to worldly music. Shaking their bonbons to attract men. They go to meetings where they, they arrange for each other men. Worldliness, attracted to perverted films, attracted to perverted music, they admire worldliness, they are attracted by worldliness, but the guy in the Bible that was attracted to worldliness, that made him a rebel, Demas, go and learn from him. He loved this present world. So that's why I'm telling you that your love for worldly things is a key indicator that this person will not last in the church. It is a sign that you are going to be unfaithful. I'm not saying it's the Bible. And I've seen it being 
being played out before my two Koro Koro eyes here like this. I've seen it played over, over and over and over again, over and over and over again. There was one, one guy, you know, worldliness and, you know, he just loved, loved young girls. Smitten by, there was one time this, this Caucasian, small girl, 16 years. You know, in this country, you go and joke, you know, since they were jailing. But this fool, he, he, he was like a dog on heat. Yet he was a married person. Despite all this, despite all this, eh, I overlooked it as a father and still appreciated him, honored him. Did this fool, did this fool think about it? No. Him and, him and his wife, they didn't even appreciate that, oh, we have been honored. If I should have considered all those things, I wouldn't even have looked at you twice. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yes, I tell you. Satan, eh? If you find yourself working in any of these attitudes, change. For you are ordained to be a Joshua. You are ordained to be a Kelly. You, 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 your faithfulness must, must shine like a bright light. I see that being your story. Yes. Some people would think, no, another thing that you see, how you see is loyalty. No. Someone that's going to become a separatist. You can see, I've told you about financial weaknesses. I've told you about worldliness. I've told you about, uh, um, I've told you about having moral weaknesses. Disappointing you under pressure. Yeah. Whether you are under pressure, they disappoint. When they are under pressure, they still disappoint. All these are signs that this person is going to be a separatist. Yeah. Sometimes, the other one that you can look at is someone who thinks that he can do better than you, the pastor. They think they can do better than you. Simplicity of the mind. Absalom thought he could do better than his father. And he won the hearts of people Simple-minded people who don't know how to govern a country. Do you think it's a small thing to be a king? Do you think it's a small thing to be a pastor? Do you know the arrows that are flying by day by night? Do you know the burdens that you are burdening up? Unless you are not a proper pastor, you don't know what shepherding means. But that is what the ignorance comes in and then they think they can do better. They think that, they think that you don't know what you are doing. They think that it is easy to sit back and criticize. Yeah, opposition parties, that is all they do. Sit there behind and then they criticize and talk and talk. But put them in power, you find out that they are just the same like the people that they, they took out. That's why I mean, I'm not celebrating anything in any country. I'm not mentioning any name. But they are all the same. Even West, even West, West is coming. Yeah, West, more ungodliness, more killings of and sacrifices of, of, of babies, like how they used to sacrifice babies to, to the god Molech, the, the Canaanite god Molech. He said, you make, make his worshippers pass their children through fire. Sacrifice them just like that. That's what abortion and all those things do. More is coming. Yeah, more is coming. More ungodliness is coming. So leaders who think they can do better or church members putting them, somebody that is the church that you, 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 as your pastor is standing there, you think I can preach better. Hey, 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 you are making a mistake. You are making a mistake. But when they give the mic to you to speak, we've seen it before. You, you will be, uh, even, even to say Jesus, you say, Jesus, Jesus. You can't talk. 
Even as I'm talking, you think that, oh, uh, uh, time, time. Please. If it was you, two minutes you finish talking. You don't know what else to say. You will not know what else to say. You think it's easy. But it's a sign that if you don't check this thing in your heart, there were some people that when they came to the church, and most of them, all of them, I think all of them are gone now. They thought they, 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 they could preach better than me, or they, when they see Mama preaching, so I can do better. Uh, I can sing better. I can do better. Please, put this up. That we are not here to compete. Position and authority is different from talent and gifts, if you don't know. If you don't know. Position. Like, I'm a father. Biologically, I'm a father to say, uh, my daughters. Eh? I don't know how to play the piano. My daughter knows how to play the piano. That is a skill. That is a talent. The day she starts thinking that she's better than me because she can play the piano and I can play the piano, that's the day she starts guessing herself. What it takes to be a father is not playing the piano. Yes. It takes more. Do you know what it takes to be a father? Yes. So my position as a father can never change. That's fine. She can grow up and become a medical doctor or whatever. It will never change my position as a father in her life. So the day you begin to think that you, are, you know better, you can do better, check that attitude in your heart right now. It is the work of the devil. For this purpose, the Son of Man was made manifest to destroy it. Let us destroy it now. No furthermore. Don't let it go anymore. Yes. And if your wife and you are watching me, listen carefully. You are supposed to be submissive and you are supposed to submit and you are supposed to honor your head, your husband as your head. Eh? Even if your husband is a neighbor, be careful. The day you start thinking that you are even more wiser than your husband and whatever, you are more smart, that is the day the marriage dies spiritually. That is the, because you cannot be with somebody you don't respect or honor as a woman. And if that thing dies in your heart, that is the end of the relationship. It is, it is going downhill from there. And you will not know why, but I'm showing you. Hallelujah. Are, are you listening to me at all? Glory be to God. We bless the name. I believe that you, you have heard enough. I can give you more, but... We, 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 I believe you have heard I don't see your your comments. I don't see your things coming at all. I'm not, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it at all. Are you Are you hearing me? Yeah. So let me give you a scripture. Second Samuel chapter fifteen verse four. Now. So let, us, let us, let us, let us, uh, um, you found the scripture. Yes, sir. Okay, read it for me. Second Samuel chapter 15, verse 4. I uh -huh. will, I were the judge. Then everyone could bring their cases to me for judgment. And uh -huh. I will give them justice. This is Absalom, a son who thought he could do better than his father. You know, like biological, I'm just talking biologically here. Say my daughter becomes, you know, goes to university, does a master's, or probably does a PhD. I thank God for that. 
That is what every father wants to know. Jesus said, you shall do greater works. But that doesn't change the fact that Jesus is Lord. The mere, Jesus came, he only had 12 people as his disciples. So. But today there are pastors that have got churches in 100 and whatever countries. 100 plus countries. That doesn't mean they are greater than Jesus. No. But they are doing greater works than Jesus. And Jesus is happy for that. He asked the Father, I want to see you finish your master's, do your PhDs, prosper in life, buy homes, buy this, do everything. I'm happy for you. But if because of those things you start thinking, you start working in that error, please, that is where you start having problems. And that's why I'm teaching you this. You are going to become a separatist. It's just a matter of time. And you start saying, no, I've been in this country for, for three years. And you have been in this country for 20 years. And you have not bought a house. You haven't done this. Oh, is that how you are thinking? Is that how you are thinking? But who prayed for you? Who helped you? Who birthed you out? You think it's by yourself? Check your life. How, 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 do you, how often do you pray? No, no, no. So when you start behaving and you have become like Satan, forgetting who he was, what God had made him to do, and he now wants to exalt himself. So now you are working in the sins of Satan. And you will be dealt with exactly how? Like a devil. Exactly like a devil. Yeah. Exactly like a devil. So watch out for that behavior. If it's in your heart, cast it out. Now, somebody that's likely also to be a separatist without a spirit, according to Jude 19, is somebody that is wounded and they never recover from the heads. Don't you know what the Bible says? Offenses will come. Sister, if you are going to be spiritual, you know, a spiritual person is an unmovable person. A spiritual person is a faithful person. A spiritual person is a steadfast person. A spiritual person is somebody that the Bible talks about in 1 Corinthians 4 2. It's required of you to be steadfast, unchanging, constant, unmovable. But you, you can't deal with offenses. That thing that happened three, four years ago, you still remember. And it hurts you. And you, you say it with your own mouth, to your own judgment. Because by your lips you shall be condemned. By your lips you shall be justified. You say, oh, uh, uh, that thing every time I remember it pains me. Anytime you talk like that, that means you have not recovered from an offense. And you see, you are a candidate to become a separatist. You, 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 you are a great candidate for the devil. Yes. Many things will happen in the church. In a normal life, it's like a family. We fight. We will quarrel. We will have disagreements. You know, like sometimes when, I, when I'm the UK, when I'm home. It's not everything that the children will agree with me. And I say, hey, hey, we will do it this way. And in the long run, they come around. Yeah. But if, if they don't agree with me and they want to quarrel and fight and, and say, okay, at, at the age of eight years, you want to leave the house. Hey, are you not making a mistake here? What kind of reasoning is that? Because you don't agree with your father. So offenses will come. Offenses will come. But Jesus said, you must deal with it. Deal with it, process it quickly and throw it out for your own safety. You cannot be moved by offenses. You cannot be moved by offenses. And offenses, if it's not treated, becomes deep-rooted and it turns into bitterness. It turns into bitterness. And a bitter person is a very dangerous person. 
Can I give you a list of people that were offended and became bitter and became rebels? Number one, can we talk about Absalom? Can we talk about Absalom? Can we talk about... Um, 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 and, and you know, it was Absalom that killed his brother Amnon because he raped, he raped, he raped his sister. For two years, the guy was bitter. Said nothing. It's a sign of bitterness is withdrawn, quiet, as if you are part of us, you are not part of us. Your presence is an accusation, your absence is an accusation. When he invites you to the party, he came there, his presence was an accusation. He told his people, find a time and kill him. Yes. Find a time and kill him. Yes. Find a time and what? Kill him. So, people who don't recover from offense. Do you know about Bathsheba? Bathsheba was the wife of Uriah, the Hittite, a mighty soldier of, 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 of David. David went to look at Bathsheba's nakedness and designed Bathsheba. And now found a way to kill the Hittite. And he sent him on the forefront, gave him letters, signed for his own death warrant. He didn't know. I pray for you. Anybody that is giving you your own death warrant in your hand, but you don't know, let it backfire. Some of you, people come to entrap you with the death Once you speak, that is your death warrant. You sign it. They will go back and say, like the, like the Pharisees, they said, we heard him say that he was going to build, he was going to pull down the temple and build it in city. They came to trap Jesus so many times. Some of you, your death warrants are being signed in the workplace because of your mouth. Because of your mouth. You talk foolishness and you talk too much now the Hittite was killed and David married Bathsheba do you know Ahithophel who was David's chief counselor the Bible said that the guy when Ahithophel counsels you it's like God in heaven has counseled you yeah there are some people that are like that when they speak to you and they advise you they will say, that's the the Lord does. But your advice is just coming straight from God. Ahithophel had that grace. And he was counseling David and giving, so David was having victories. But do you know that Ahithophel was Bathsheba's grandfather? Did you know that? Read your Bible carefully. So the guy was not happy about how David had killed the Hittite, Uriah. So when an opportunity came, because he didn't recover, he hadn't recovered, Ahithophel turned around and supported Absalom and wanted to kill him, kill David. Be careful about people who haven't recovered. They become separatists. Look, in the marriage, that offense that you are still holding on to, look, you are opening doors for separation to come in. Drop it now as I am talking. Forgive and forget now. By the way, what right do you have to hold an offense? Hey, are you perfect? I want to ask you, are you perfect? Don't you think you two have offended? Or you don't know that? You don't have any rights to hold any offense. Drop it. Otherwise, you become a candidate for, for, for separatism. You become a separatist, which is the work of the devil, and it must be destroyed. It must be destroyed. 
So my brothers and my sisters, please, there's so much I, I, I can share with you. So much I can share with you. But our time is far gone. You know, our time is far gone. Even somebody that is constantly giving excuses and constantly trying to justify themselves. Such a person. See, with the word of God, we can, we can discern you. You have that nature of constantly giving. You are not producing, but you are constantly giving excuses and trying to justify why you couldn't need this. Why are you there? You are there to be a problem solver. You are there to turn that one talent, two talent, or five talent given to you by the owner of the vineyard into double it. Overcome the excuses. That is what makes you, you know, valuable to the owner. But you try to justify yourself. Jesus said, this be they that justify themselves in the presence of their own eyes. And when a person is like that, you have to watch them carefully. Watch them carefully. Because they are potential separatists. Potential separatists. Always justify. The thing you couldn't do it, accept your, your thing and try and bring, produce results now. Instead of trying to justify yourself. Uh, uh, but 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 you know, uh, I, I couldn't do this. I, I, I couldn't cook the food. I, I couldn't do that in the marriage. I couldn't do. This. You try to justify yourself. Oh, but but you know, I'm I'm old for these sort of things. You know, I am I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm leave this thing for this. Try to justify yourself why you cannot be a mother. Justify yourself why you cannot play the role of a husband anymore. No, please. No, 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 no. You, you are trying to bring separation here. Work on that weakness. Listen to godly advice and, and stop the, the nonsense of trying to justify and always giving excuses. We are tired of that, that behavior. It will make you a separatist in the future. Yeah. A simple instruction will turn into a long, prolonged argument and debate. Something small between you and husband. Just agree. You know, one of the things that I heard one time, Bishop Doug, he was Mills, who is such a blessing. He was one time preaching and he was telling his church members, the women, said the young girls, listen, let me tell you as a father. So let me tell you. Learn how to say yes and thank you. As a woman, you go far. If Vashti, somebody had advised Vashti like this, I think you still, the Esther story would not have come up. Learn how to say yes. Just flow. Learn how to flow. You have turned yourself into, you know, somebody that is full of excuses and always justifying your excuses. Learn how to flow. If you are an associate pastor, Yes and thank you. That that should be learn how to flow. Yes. The ladies, listen, it was a good advice. Learn how to flow and stop justifying yourself. Oh, because you know this. Oh, oh I'm too old for this. And when your husband tells you, it looks like oh, you think he's foolish. No. I'm trying to save somebody's marriage here. It's not about... Somebody has said something. I'm just, God is just trying to use me right now to save somebody's marriage here. Learn how to say yes and thank you. That's all. Just flow. See, I've, I've realized that ladies that had dads in, actively in their lives, 
they flow like that because they know what it means you, you, you know you, you, your dad you had your dad as a very good pal and friend and he was acting your life you know he said cook for me said, I don't like it this way cook it that way yes daddy I don't I, go and make sure that I'm going when I come back make sure yes daddy well trained girl he will take it and do the same thing with the husband unless he becomes a Lucifer but train up the child in the way you should go. You will not depart from it. But there are some who grew up with no father figure, no authority. So you can see them. Everything they are fighting. I must make my stand. They, when they were growing up, they were fighting with every man. You know, they don't know how to say yes and thank you to a man. They think that it is beneath them. It is too much for them. And always causing troubles, in the, unnecessary quarrels in the, in the marriage. Becoming separatists. Husband says, let's go here. You have to say this. They, because they never grew up having a man tell them, don't do it this way. They, they never grew up having a man saying to them, hey, why have you cooked that thing like this? I wanted it boiled. Oh, daddy, you wanted it boiled? I'm sorry. Okay. Go and change it. That's it. If you have only that attitude in marriage, how peaceful their marriage would be. But no you. Look at you, you don't appreciate me. You don't appreciate me. You want it boiled. Go and boil it yourself. Go and boil it yourself. I'm tired. Look at, look at, look at all. I've been, I've been cleaning. I'm, you don't, you, I'm tired. Yes, then when you see somebody talking like that, you can see this person is just trying to justify themselves with some excuses continually. And this is a rebel. And this person is being a separatist in their heart. It's a matter of time for a manifest physical if they don't deal with it. But today, we are driving out all such behaviors. For this purpose, the Son of Man was made manifest to destroy the works of the devil. To destroy the works. This is why Satan doesn't want... You see, most, 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 most people, especially in America, in North America, in the Caribbeans, and around those areas, in southern certain parts of Africa, Many people are growing up, in fact, the world in general, many people are growing up in single families. They're feminist mothers. I can do what a man can do. I don't need a man. I can. Some want a sperm donor, and that's it. I'll raise the child by myself. What do they raise? They raise unbalanced children. Unbalanced children. Contrary to God's instruction. So, my brothers and my sisters, stop the arguing. Constant giving of excuses. Why are you not paying your time? Why are you not uh, uh, doing this? Always giving an excuse. Stubborn denial is what made God reject Saul and replace him with, with David. So, people who constantly deny any wrongdoings, you have to watch them. They rather get angry and irritated when you seem to be unhappy about something they are doing. They give the cold shoulder. They turn the tables on you to make it look as if you are the you are a wicked tax master. You are unreasonable. The punishment for stubbornness is indeed is severe. And what is it? God will reject you. So even in your calling, God will reject you. And man will also reject you. Let's pray. I have too much to say.
But God help us. God help us. See, you are blessed. I want to tell you something. You are blessed too. The Bible said that the prophets of old, Jesus once told them, said, you, it has been given to you free. God, Jesus was preaching, said they did not understand. So they came to him and they asked, Pastor, what is the meaning of this? Jesus said, what you are seeing with your eyes. Many of old who have wanted to see this. So they would have wanted to see and see me preaching. By you, it is being given to you for free. That's why I say you are blessed. You are too blessed. Now, we are driving demons of separatism out. And we are going to be the Michaels and the Gabriels and the whatever other angels. And we will fight against any disloyalty. Month of spiritual warfare. We will not tolerate not even one iota of disloyalty amongst us. Me now, I know I have children. If, if nothing at all, by what I saw and what I saw on no, honor thy prophet. I know I have I have powerful, wonderful, faithful children like you, like yourself. You are watching me. You know yourself. God bless you. I, I know I have, I, have, I have sons. What are you talking about? Who rise up and fight? There's a vision God has given unto me, and you are here. You are a child, you are a son, you are a daughter. Oh, together we are going to build it. Because in the midst of the drought, we are flourishing. You are flourishing. Yes. You are flourishing. You are flourishing. So listen, you are blessed. We are going to fulfill the thing mandate of depleting hell and repopulating heaven in our own small way. This week, all the houses in UK especially, I'm expecting every house on Wednesday, 7 to 8 o'clock, you are to do a house fellowship with your own family. Just you and your family. Do it. We are starting something. I, I know you are my child. I know you. I, I know you will do it. I know you, you do it. Because all these things we are showing you, bring, I'm just teaching you not because you are doing it. I'm teaching you because, you know, as the quote comes, people will come with strange fires and we must be alert so that we can know how to pray against and quench. We will love them, but we will quench the fires through prayer. God bless you. God bless you. And I love you. And I know Jesus loves you even more. If you are watching and you are being blessed, I want you to begin to open your mouth now and pray and thank God and give Him praise. Whilst we get ourselves ready, because we're going to have communion. We're going to have communion. So get your communion wine ready and get your bread ready. Yeah. We are going to drink of the blood of Jesus. And we are going to say, strength is coming to quench every strange fire. Strength is coming. We, we, I'll become empowered like uh, Angel Michael, Angel, Angel Gabriel. And we will fight every Lucifer in our lives, in our workplaces, in our church. As for salvation, if you try it, we will write. Pastor, you tell me, Papa, don't get involved. You sit down. Like how the angel said, God, take your seat somewhere. We, we your children, will fight. We will rise up and fight. See, when people do foolishness and you stay quiet, it's not good. Are you my children? Now you know. And you are going to do it. Arise. Hallelujah. If you go somewhere, people are talking, you go to a hairdresser shop, you are talking, hey, my friend, don't talk about my pastor like that. If you, I'm not coming back here again. And walk out. Yes. And don't go back there again. 
Find another hairdresser and make a statement. I know where I stand. I know how God has used this church to bless me. Don't go and sit and say, oh, I want to hear. Hearing what? If somebody is giving you poison, and you know, you know the person is holding poison, and you eat it, you eat, you eat it, you die. Will you say, oh, I want to taste it? Although you know it's poison, oh, I want to taste it and know how it tastes like. No. He said, please take your foolishness away. Yes. See, let's be like God. The Bible says that, and he was cast out. We don't joke with, with, with separatism at all. Don't joke with it. Jesus is building his church. We must be the instruments that will build the church. Not instruments that will destroy it. Gossips and all those things. No. Don't entertain it. Nobody wants to talk to you, talk about your pastor, talk about your husband, your wife in a negative way, come to tell, trap you about your boss. They are setting you a trap. Be careful. You are too wise to fall into set, set traps. Today, we are going to have our communion. Get your bread ready. Begin to thank God for the word of God that has come to you. Begin to thank, thank the word of God that has thank God for the word of God that has come to you. Father, we give you praise. And we give you glory. We bless your name. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. In the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for your word that has come to us. We thank you. Thank you, we Lord thank Jesus. you. We give you all the in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Uh, Lord, we thank you. Sister Baba Kina Amua says, My pastor tweeted the same topic. The whole of last man, honor thy prophet. Wow. Wow. Wonderful. 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 Very, very, you know, God is building his church. Every true church, every true person, God wants to eradicate devils that have been allowed to run free in our midst. Yes. God wants to eradicate them. They are nothing but little wild animals that must be put back in the zoo through teachings, sound doctrine, and sound doctrine of Christ. Yes. You are being indoctrinated onto Jesus Christ. Your loyalty to Jesus will be seen so much. The day you die, you should die empty. I've finished my race. I'm empty of myself. Now I just want to rest. So this is not a time to rest. Let's get together and build it for Jesus Christ. Take your bread. Take your bread. This is bread. It's the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, you must eat of my flesh. We know that in our strength we will fail. In our strength we will fail. But in the strength of the Lord, we will prevail. This was broken for us. So that we might not be broken. He said, eat of my flesh and you have life. Anyone who doesn't eat of my flesh has no life. So this bread becomes the body of Jesus Christ. One, when you eat it, you have a cautiousness of righteousness. Two, when you eat it, you will, you, apart from having a cautiousness of righteousness, you will remember the second coming of Jesus Christ. It will be imprinted in your spirit so that you live a life worthy, worthy of the high calling. Three, anything that is dying in your life, 
through treachery of men, through disloyalty. Anywhere you find yourself also being disloyal to God, being disloyal to God through the church. Anywhere you find yourself, you know, you are, you are becoming a little bit weak. It's not too late. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not uh, something you should run away from God to, but run to God. And through this bread that you are eating, there shall be divine restoration. The body of Jesus Christ. The body of Jesus Christ. The body of Jesus Christ. Please eat it. Now take your wine. Bible says that after they had finished eating, he lifted up the cup and said, this is the blood of the new covenant. A covenant has got conditions and promises. And one of the promises is long life. So, though the pestilence that flyed by new day will fly, you, as you drink of this, you will not see. Because as he did for them, and he said, apply the blood on the lentil of the doors. And when the angel of death is passing over, he will pass, flying over, he will pass over your door. You are drinking the blood of Jesus. Your body is preserved. Cancer will see you and fly over. Corona, COVID-19 will see you and fly over. Diabetes will see you and fly over. Premature death will see you and fly over. Poverty will see you and fly over. By the blood. One of the promises of the, of the covenant is eternal life. May you never forget our eternal life and heaven. One of the promises of the, the eternal blood of Jesus Christ. It has washed us of all our sins. You must have the consciousness of righteousness, not of sin. Be alive to righteousness and dead to sin. Know who you are. Know who he has made you. And be strong in your calling. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. I know those of you that are in the UK that are watching me, you are under lockdown. As you drink this, I tell you, no evil will befall you. There will be no crying and weeping and gnashing of teeth in your home. You are exempted from any violence. I told you that I was speaking to a spiritual person and the person, the spiritual person was telling me that they, they, they had these imitations of the spirit whereby they saw UK in darkness either through a terrorist attack or something. I said, pray about it. And so as you bring this, you are exempted from any natural disasters or any man-made disasters. Some innocent children decided to go to a concert and they, they ended up in body bags in Scotland. You will not be at the wrong place at the wrong time. And you never know where it is coming. But because of the promise of long life, divine protection, it will not harm you. With your eyes only will you see the recompense of the wicked. Though a thousand will fall at your left hand side and ten thousand at your right hand side, it's only with your eyes you will see and witness and watch and hear on the news. But you and your children, you and your household, you are secured. The blood of Jesus. Drink it.
Now lift up your hands and receive your blessing. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. In the midst of this perverse and dark world, may you be the light and the salt of this world. May the blessings of the Lord lift you up emotionally, lift you up spiritually, lift you up physically. May the joy of the Lord be upon you. I bless you with good sleep. According to the words of God, he said, He gives his beloved sleep. Every stress leaves you now. You are too blessed to be stressed. Too blessed to be stressed. Too blessed to be stressed. And when we finish this, I want you to change your, you know, on your WhatsApp status or Facebook, whatever. Write it there. I am too blessed to be stressed. Write it there. That's a prophetic statement. At least for this week. You are too blessed to be stressed. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah.